Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we've got some uh, very interesting topics today and some definitely some important stuff that I want to talk about. I wanted to start the podcast, though, by um, thanking the community and uh, uh, offering my sincerest condolences to the Jacob Mords family. So we've, uh, or for the last, gosh, last several days, I've uh, been pushing out um, a workout in honor of Jacob Morris, who was a games athlete who passed away uh, last week. And and uh, so to honor him as a community, we were doing the uh, the final workout that, that he did prior to entering the hospital. For those that haven't heard the story, uh, Jacob competed in the under-17 division at the CrossFit Games, finished seventh, which is just really amazing. Uh, terrific athlete, terrific son, brother, um, you know, by all accounts, just really kind of an amazing, amazing kid. And um, they uh, found a heart valve issue and they had to replace it. And he ended up uh, passing away from complications due to that. And uh, so a very sad moment. And we wanted to honor him. And And the community has just been really uh, unreal in their response. I bet we've had, gosh, probably two to 300 affiliates that have reached out to me um, over the last week and sending in photos of their, their gyms doing it. And so you do the math, most gyms, at least, uh, my understanding have probably close to a hundred members. So you start thinking, man, that's like 20 to 30,000 people that got together to, to honor Jacob and uh, just, you know, really kind of awe inspiring and, and raised um, last I checked close to $28,000 for the family to help with medical expenses, which is equally fantastic. Um, you know, the biggest thing I just wanted to say about it, I think, you know, people forget this. Sometimes we do these hero wads and we do these, um, you know, benchmark workouts and we forget the meaning behind it. And I, I think a lot of people feel like we do it because uh, we're wanting to remember uh, the athlete or or honor them. And that is part of it. That's absolutely part of it. Uh, but it's not the sole reason. I, I think one of the big reasons we do it um, is we are a community and, and we need to continually reinforce that we're not alone. I think that's the probably the hardest part of... Um, of life. Like life will beat you down. This is a hard, uh, hard thing to, to move through. Um, you know, it's just vicious and, and, um, you know, our CrossFit community always comes together and, um, I think really does a good job of reminding us that, that there's always someone out there. And, uh, I was listening to a podcast this week where the host said, you know, you need a hype man. You need somebody in your life. That's going to pat you on the back and tell you how great you are. And, and I, that's what the CrossFit community is for me. But my challenge uh, in this whole little paragraph is uh, for the community is find yourself a hype man and be a hype man for someone. You know, continue to do these benchmark wads and these hero wads and remembrance, but also do them to remind people that they're not alone and that and that you're here for them and that they matter. And I think that's really tough for people this time of year. They just forget that they matter, forget that um, you know they're important to us, and and that's something that those of us in the community. Uh, I believe can easily do. So that's my challenge to the community. And uh, along in those uh, kind of the same topics, I, I've actually got a charity on today uh, and a gentleman, Mark Abbott, supporting them, a company, a, a group called the Weekly Fight. Um, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, it's a, a charity group that I went to work with uh, several weeks ago. I went up to um, Delaware um, and CrossFit Petrum was putting on a competition supporting the Weekly Fight. And uh, raising money for their charity, which was really fun for me to get to do it. To this day, I still can't believe that anybody wanted me to come up in a official capacity, but here we are. 
but the uh, the official fight is really cool. So they do work for veterans. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm going to read this or part of this right off their website, but uh, it was created to promote a healthy lifestyle through camaraderie, mission, and purpose, and determined to reduce veteran suicide by teaching veterans how to transition and turn post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth, which I thought was, um, you know, just really, really cool and, and very needed again, you know, we're definitely in that time of year, I think where a lot of people uh, are struggling to believe that they matter and, and veterans who have done so much for our country often fall into that, uh, into that group. And so I thought it'd be great to have Mark on to talk a little bit about uh, the charity and, and the work that he's doing. So Mark, how are you? I'm doing really good, John. How are you? Good. That was the longest intro I've ever done, man. I'm like out that, of breath now. That, that's really good. I, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a minute. You can grab some water and catch mm-hmm. your breath. I, uh, first off, I just want to say thanks for the time and uh, thanks for lending me your ear and your community. Um, CrossFit has been, I would say, a pillar uh, in, in the formulation of our nonprofit. Uh, we started um, a, a couple years ago, it, it resulting in the, the loss of uh, a Marine that served with my buddy, Marty. Uh, his name, uh, Sergeant Klinger, uh, he took his own life. Uh, he was uh, one of the Marines that Marty served with, and it really had a huge impact on Marty, and he didn't really know where to go with, um, you know, the energy that that created or the, 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 the blowback that that brought into his life, you know, and he, uh, he ended up deciding that he's going to use his, his pain and his hurt and his family's loss, um, for a force of good. And, uh, he decided, you know, what's important to me, what, what helps me and what's gotten me to where I am now. Uh, and at the time, it was his CrossFit gym. So he leaned on his community, went and talked to the, the owner of his box and uh, said, hey, look, I'm really hurt and I'm not really sure what to do right now, but I do know that I want to do something. Um, so Marty, Marty stood it up. I literally wasn't sure what he was going to do, where he was going to go with it from the start, but he knew he wanted to do something to try and stop veteran suicide. Um, fast forward, it's, it's been four years. He's up to eight chapters now. Um, we have gyms that meet uh, four to five days a week at a determined time, and they, they do a workout every week and bring attention to a veteran that has successfully transitioned out and is doing big things. Um, it's really not hard to find people that we talk about. There's a lot of vets that get home, and they kind of put their nose to the grindstone, and they make it happen every day. And uh, it, it's pretty cool to be able to spread that word. Um, on the back side of it, uh, you know, as a nonprofit, you have to have a designated mission. You have to have a purpose and you have to have, um, you know, a place that you're going to plug in within the community. Uh, currently, there's like 40,000 veteran owned and operated nonprofits, um, which I think shows a couple of things. I, I think it shows the lack of care that we're getting coming out, right? Because if, if things were squared away and how they should be when we transition out, there probably wouldn't be a need for 40,000 nonprofits to start. Um, we decided, uh, you know, there's all kinds of nonprofits that help guys uh, as they're transitioning um, through to go on trips, to get counseling, you know, and you run the gambit and there's a nonprofit for it. Um, the one thing we saw that was kind of lacking, um, which was odd, was uh, helping families uh, following veteran suicide. Which is crazy because you think about, uh, you know, if somebody's killed overseas or they're killed stateside training, um, 
you know, there, there's benefits that are in place and there's, there's services rendered um, to help the family through it. So that, that obligation doesn't fall on their shoulders. But, uh, you know, if a guy goes overseas and, uh, you know, has some really like tough times and hard days in his life and he doesn't really um, ever process through that, you know, when he comes home, he gets out of the service. And uh, that issue, those issues are still there. You know, they don't just up and vanish. And, uh, you know, if one thing leads to another and they end up taking their own life, it's, there's literally nothing for them. You know, God, if they have a family, there's nothing for the family. If they have kids, nothing in line for the kids. It's basically like, you know, they've fallen through the crack. And that, that, was, a, that was a really rough spot for Marty um, to see Tristan Klinger's family um, be put into. Um, it was a rough spot for me to see some of my friends that, that made that decision um, have their family get put into. And, uh, you know, it's just a sad truth. And um, that's that's why we're so passionate about what we do. Uh, still very small nonprofit. Uh, a lot of work to be done. <laughs> yeah, there's probably always uh, going to be work to be done. I mean, the just the amazing amount of veterans we have. And God bless that we have them. Um, you know, I did uh, some work with, um, a charity group earlier in the year, um, that was the wounded warriors foundation. We were given a home away actually. And, um, you know, they told us as we were doing that, that, oh my God, it was such a high, I can't remember the exact number. It was so high. It startled me that the, the, um, these veterans that when they get the home, they estimate that it was like a, what was it over 70%? would have taken their life had they not gotten in. Yeah. And it just startled me, you know, and it made me think at the time, I'm like, man, like I realized that, you know, PTSD is a, is a really horrible thing to have to deal with. And, um, but I was trying to process it. What do you think causes it? Is it the transition back from the military into civilian life? Is it the combination? Like what, what do you, what's yeah, the trigger? I, John, it, it's crazy. Like it, it's such, it's such a big, broad question. Um, that, you know, if it, if it was as simple as being like, oh, dude, no shit, like, go sit down and smoke a joint and you'll be good. We're like, hey, just hang out and go talk to that guy for five minutes and you'll be fine. Like, if it was like that simple, it would be a non-issue, but it, it's such a complex and uh, it, it's literally, literally an onion. Like, you, you knock one issue out, you peel that layer back and you get down and you're like, oh, damn. All right. Let's let's see what we can do about this one, and we'll peel that one back. And it's like the the um the VA medical system is just completely and utterly inundated across the board. Um, they <laughs> like that, and that's our answer. You know what I mean? Like, if we need medical help, they're like, okay. Like the one thing we got lined up is medical care. We go to the VA, go talk to them, and it's like you know three to six month wait times. All this, like, just stuff that you see, and you're like, "There's no way it's that bad." But, dude, literally, it's like, yes, it's it's that crazy. Um, to ask what the transition's hard, man, because like you you go from like for me, I was on active duty, so I lived in a barracks with like 120 of my best friends, right? So, like, imagine at any given time, if you're like, you wake up in the middle of the night and you have no money in your bank account because you're an irresponsible 20 year old, right. That's in the Marine Corps and you don't have mortgage. You don't have wife and kids. You're like, ah, oh, man, I just, I really, I need a cigarette. I want to eat a, I'm hungry, right. You go knock on three doors. You wake three of your buddies up. 
one of those three guys is going to give you like a burrito out of the freezer. Another guy will give you a pack of smoke. The other guy will give you a couple beers and tell you to get the hell out of his room, let him go back to sleep, right? It's that simple. Um, you get out and you're like living in the normal world. Like you can't get like, <laughs> you can't like roll down your apartments and like knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey man, uh, I know it's like the middle of the night and I got half a load on, but do you have a burrito? I'm like yeah. starving. You know, you could, I mean? you could if you're living next door to me, I'd give you money for that. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, there, there's some people that will roll with it and be like, dude, this guy likes to party. Let's get him a burrito. Yeah, but, let's make it happen. <laughs> the majority of the world is, um, you know, it's very me, 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 right? So, like, for my personal experience, like, I got out and I was, like, blown away by that because I'm like, holy shit. Like, how does this world even get by? Like, literally nobody is taking care of anybody else. Everybody's just looking out for themselves. Like, it's terrible. And I got really like down and out about that. And I got like super duper sad. And like, that was one of the bigger issues was like, I, I'm not, I'm just not a selfish person. Um, like I, I try and like try and help people all the time. You know, like it was drilled into me in my youth. It was a guiding principle in the service. Like you take care of the guys, you're left and right. They'll take care of you. If everybody does their job. Everybody wins. Right. And that's, that's the name of the game. You get out in the civilian world, and it's like, dude, it is straight cutthroat. And uh, you know, that's <laughs> I I think I think that's part of the transition. You know, um, couple that with uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a literally a myriad of things. Like, uh, you don't have a support system in place anymore, or your support system has drastically changed. Right from say from Friday, I got out on a Friday. Monday, I was a college student. Right. So I went from having a big support system, guys that really cared about me, helped me out through everything, to like sitting in a classroom like damn, like Billy Madison. You know what I mean? I'm like the 30 year old looking around, like, oh yeah, Spanish one, here I am. This is gonna be awesome. Right. right? And uh that was really tough. Another thing that was tough was uh trying to come to terms like and normalize all the things that you had been through, right? And that's like that is an incredibly complex uh, um, situation to try and tackle by yourself. Um, for me personally, like a big piece of the pie and a big thing to help was like sobriety. Um, it's it's just been hugely helpful. Um, another thing, really, probably just as important, um, if not more, uh, was finding exercise. You know, because like obviously I PT'd when I was in the Marine Corps, but it was never anything I was into. Right. So I get out. Um, I'm, I start having a really rough time. Uh, I'm losing friends now to suicide versus combat. And my world like spinning out. Um, in uh, 2000. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually in 2016. Um, in early April, I, I got a text message that was saying, hey, Jeff Bowen's missing. Nobody's been able to get in touch with him. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, let me see what I can do see if I get his phone number, you know, find him on Facebook, whatever, yada, yada, yada. This went on for two weeks. Um, on the 20th of April, they ended up finding him. Um, he had taken his own life. And, uh, you know, the blowback for that was he had left behind a wife and two young kids. And uh, I was, like, devastated by that, you know. And, like, I served with Jeff. We were in the same platoon, same squad. Like, the dude, phenomenal Marine. Just, like, a great dude to be around strong tough like driven everything you want in a marine and a leader and uh he got beat by this you know and uh i think part of the reason it hurt so bad for me was like 
I kind of had trudged through the same waters, you know, and I'm going, holy smokes, like, if it got Jeff, like, dude, it's just a matter of time for me. I'm like, what can I do to kind of push through this, right, and not let myself become a, a, a victim of this? And I, I, I found Marty on the weekly fight. But uh, the first time I, I found out about it actually was right after Jeff passed away. I heard about this group of people that were doing a workout to raise money for Lauren Bowen and the kids. Um, and I was like, I said, fuck that. Like, I don't know who these guys are. Like, I'm, they're not going to go raise money for him and whatever, like just do whatever they want with it. So I was like, you know, told my wife, I said, I'm going to pack my shit up. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to get that money and I'm going to make sure that it gets to Lauren. Right. And I go down there and I walk in and it, it's my buddy, Marty Kenny. Um, come to find out he's like retired sergeant major, like legit combat vet, like been there, done that dude. And uh, so I, I walk up to the gym door, I stamp a cigarette out and I'm like, fuck this gym. I'm going to, I'm going to get in there, cross it, be damn, you know, I don't give a shit. I'm going to make this happen. Right. And I go in there and he basically talks me down. He's like, so you served with Jeff. I was like, damn right. I served with Jeff, like proudly. And, uh, He's like, would you mind talking about your friend? And I was like, whoa, like that spun me out, you know, because I'm like, I'm here to kick ass. I'm not here to like, you know, do a really good job of honoring my buddy. Like I'm here to be an asshole. And, but then he's like, talk about it. So I'm like, okay. So I got to talk about my buddy, right? I talked for five minutes. It was, it was huge for me. And uh, Marty's like, hang out for an hour. We do, we do a workout once a week. We get veterans together so they have some time to just be around one another. I was like, that sounds pretty cool, but I don't really care about exercise. He's like, well, who cares about that? Just come hang out. Right. So I did that. I leave and I'm like, holy shit. I literally walked out to my truck and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, how did I not just die doing that? I think it was like wall balls and rowing. And I had never done anything like that. I was like a pack and a half a day, Marlboro Reds, beer drinking, hard headed Marine, you know. And uh, I go in there and do this. The coach just like gave it to me. I had a good time. I ended up going back uh, pretty much every Sunday for like the following year. Um, I started talking to my wife about it and said, you know, Marty's wife is really involved with this. And the big thing that they want to focus on is military spouses because it's like a really underlooked or overlooked uh, group of people in the community. So my wife's like, yeah, I guess I'll check it out, but I don't have any gym clothes. Well, um, Sports Authority was closing down at the time. You remember that? Like, oh yeah, thing? dude. So I like, I went into Sports Authority and I was like, I'm looking at their shelves and they have everything on clearance, like everything marked down. And I straight just like went to like the ladies' small section and like put the card against the rack and just walked and was like, loaded all this shit up, brought it back, and was like, well, now you, now you have gym clothes, so just come hang out. Um, yeah, that was basically three and a half years ago. Um, the time in between, um, my wife's become an Olympic lifting coach through USAW. She got her level one. She coaches CrossFit kids. She, I mean, she's the real leader of our chapter, the weekly fight. Um, I'm kind of like the mouthpiece. Uh, we <laughs> were one of the eight chapters. We were the second chapter that started, um, down at CrossFit Thunder Hill. And, uh, it's just been a phenomenal ride thus far, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um, I've said for a while, I think CrossFit is uniquely positioned for something like this. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but 
for me, like, you know, I, I know a lot of people that battle depression. I feel like I, I battle it. Um, and for me, CrossFit has always been very effective because you have that one hour of the day where you're in like fight or flight mode. Like it's, it's okay. so hard. Like you don't have time to worry about your troubles or your bills or like just how you're feeling that day. You're just trying to survive. And um, I don't want to put too big a spin on it, but I've always thought I, I've always imagined that it would have to be your body would have to react like it does in combat, meaning like your, your body's going, all right, I got to save myself. Like I've just got to go into self-preservation mode. But then when it's over, you have a community of people that are coming up to you and they're fist bumping and they're going, great job. Great job. Hey, you did really good today. And it's always that gratification of, you know, man, I just like I spent the hardest hour of my day, but now I've got people around me telling me I did a good job, even if maybe I didn't, which is often for me. <laughs> um, I've got to believe that's uh, hugely rewarding and and helpful for these veterans that you're bringing in. I mean, yeah. Is that yeah, I, true? I, I definitely think there's a um, there's a comparison there. And I, I definitely think there's some common ground, some overlap. I know, like you, like you said, flight or flight. Like, damn it, if that if that isn't like, that's just it. And I, I, I am terrible at CrossFit. I'm just, I'm not good at it. I have fun. We all it. are, Mark. We're all terrible yeah. at it. And I work my ass off, you know. But like, what's crazy to me is you, you get people from like, you know, you were talking in your last episode, the easy talking about your dad starting CrossFit at 75, I believe, right? You get people from that to like. Dudes like Chan Smith, it's like still in the service, right? To like guys that there's like kids doing CrossFit, right? And there's just like huge swath of people that just get in there and they want to get their little piece of the pie every day and they want to work out for an hour, right? And then they want to go hang out with their friends and live their normal life, right? But that's such an integral part. And I know for me, um, in my transition, um, that community. It wasn't so much like the workout, right? It was like all the stuff you talked about right after the workout. Like people going, holy shit, I can't believe we just did 100 pull-ups. Like that's insane, right? And you're like just hanging out for like 20 minutes, BSing, right? Um, that, that is what brought me back. And that's what continues to bring me back. And I think that's why, um, I think that's why the gym that we're at has been so helpful with me wanting to move the weekly fight forward. Because we just we have such an incredible community, and uh, it sounds like it's not just our gym. It sounds like that's like a CrossFit gym thing. Yeah, I think CrossFit. Uh, at least everyone I've ever been in uh, that really, really holds true. As my friend, I yelled at it in a gym one time for not uh, for cleaning my stuff up too quick and not sticking around to tell everybody good job. I learned my lesson really fast. Oh, so that's dude, a, for sure. It's, it's an important part. That. Yeah, it's an important part of the yeah. community. You mentioned yep. um, you mentioned your transition. What was your what was your rank in the military? So I got out of the Marine Corps as a corporal, um, which is like a E4. It's the rank before sergeant. Um, the weird thing, like uh, like in the Marine Corps versus may maybe the Army or the Air Force or the Navy, I, I would assume. Um, in the Marine Corps, like it takes a while to pick up rank. We're a very small branch, and especially like um, in my job field, you you just you pick up rank slowly. It's kind of the name of the game. But um, yeah, got out as a corporal. I was in. Uh, Two six Echo Company, big shout out. Um, they're my boys, still putting work in, um, both stateside and overseas. Proud of them. Um, yeah, it's just a active duty infantry company. On the the Marines has a, a long and storied history of um, being one of the most, if not the most, uh, professional branch of the military. I mean, I, I had a really good friend. I was um, 
I was roommates with once and he's a Marine. And that's what he's, I would say to him, Oh, you used to be a Marine. He's like, no, I'm a Marine. Yeah. You know, even congrats, though he's on, congrats on surviving being his roommate. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was tough. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> it was not easy. That's all. Awesome. Um, but you know, I, th- the thing I always noticed about him, um, you know, he carried himself differently in his professional life, but I think it was hard for him moving into civilian life because there's such a professionalism that comes from the military and particularly Marines, people calling you, sir, you know, the chain of command, you, you know, you know, who's above you, you know, everyone's treated with respect. And we were in the restaurant business together and the restaurant business, not everybody's treated with respect. Yeah, yeah, Matter of yeah. fact, it's a very disrespectful business in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think that was tough on him. Do you, do you, do you see the veterans running into the same problem? I, uh, it's, it's funny. Like I have a buddy at work who's a former Marine and, uh, we talk about it all the time. We're like, man, like I, it, it just blows my mind. Like, dude, I've been out of the Marine Corps like almost 10 years at this point, And I'm still like, I look around at guys that are at work and uh, I'm like, man, this guy's only been here like six months and he's talking to people that have been here 30 years, like they're, like they're buddies. And it like blows my mind. But then I got to think, okay, well, this is the normal world where adults can talk to adults and you know your your worth and value in a job or society isn't based on your rank or your time in a specific job so i definitely feel those pains i've gotten a little better at knowing when to like kind of ratchet back and uh you know but there's still times that you know i think i think that it's appropriate to kind of check someone or allow yourself to be checked you know i, I step out of those lines occasionally. Well, for those of us that are, you know, I've always been civilians, never been in the military. Um, and we're, you know, as we run into veterans in CrossFit, um, you know, granted, I know I don't want to treat anybody differently than I would treat anybody else. But, you know, what we're describing here are obviously people that have struggles. Like, yeah. what are one or, thing, one or two things you would suggest for us that would be helpful for your cause? Um, so... Just a, uh, you're asking for like a regular person, everyday CrossFitter, how they can get involved, get off the couch and, you know, help a veteran or help our. Yeah. Like, you know, we see people all the time. Like, you know, it's, I think people struggle to reach it. Like you see the symptoms, but you don't know how to help. You know what I mean? And, and you'll, you'll even see them in a CrossFit gym and we don't know who to direct them to. Like, you know, do you just grab them by the shoulder and say, Hey, come with me. I'm introducing you to the weekly fight or, you know, like what's. So, um, I, I think a, a big thing, obviously, like I'm going to push the weekly fight because I mean, that's, that's our nonprofit and that that's, it's literally changed my life and it's, it's helped, um, friends of mine out tremendously. But I, I think the big thing, um, just as a regular non-serving individual that's at a CrossFit gym, um, that you can do to like, let somebody know you care is to let them know you care. Like, it's really that simple. And everybody thinks there's like this big stigma about it. But like, you, can, I mean, it's not difficult to go, hey, and you don't have to do like the courting. Hey, thank you for your service. Thank you. Right. You know, but like, go, hey, man, I, uh, you know, I heard you were in, in the service. I heard you were in this branch. I think that's really cool. I think that like that says a lot about you as a person. Right. If you ever need anything, I'm around. You know, we're like. Can we do anything? You need a hand with anything, you know, just bring them into the community. Cause really that's like, that's, that's what's, that's what's helped me. I, I have, I'm going to roll this into my experience yesterday because it literally, it's amazing to me, but uh, what my gym did like this week has been terrible for me. Um, 
my gym found out <laughs> I was having a rough week and literally like last Thursday, um, my buddy, Justin, he's one of the coaches down at the gym. He sends he sends a message chain around within the gym. Um, it says, Hey, Mark's having a rough week. I told him that me and him are going to go for a run Saturday. Um, so he had everybody meet over at this local park that I go run at. I had no idea. I thought it was going to be me and Justin and maybe a couple other guys. And, uh, Dude, we pull in there, and John is real as I'm sitting here. Dude, there was 50 people, like 25 dogs, and they were all just standing there. It, like, blows my mind, you know. And uh, they had heard that uh, I lost a, a friend of mine had taken his own life last Sunday, another guy I served with. And, uh, you know, that the weekly fight got plugged in to help his family out, right, which is why we're here. and that. That was very, like, I was very grateful and humble to be able to offer assistance um, this time versus times in the past where basically I could just talk. Um, but it's been a rough week because of that, you know. And uh, I get out of the truck yesterday in this park, and I'm just, like, dumped on with support and love. And it's, like, literally, it, it took 10 years for me, um, 10 years of being out of the Marine Corps to go from that kid who just got out of the service and is sitting in a college class going, nobody here cares about me. Right. It took 10 years for me to be somewhere where I'm like, I pull into a park and there's literally 50 people there that are just there to say, Hey man, you do so much for so many other people. Like we love you. We're here for you. We support you. And it's my firm belief that every veteran has that. There is that support. There's that community. There's that group of people that give a shit and want to see you, um, you know, get through your bad days out there, right? It's just a matter of putting the pieces in play and allowing yourself the opportunity um, to be a part of those communities, you know? So, um, I, I say it I say it all the time. Like we didn't fight by ourselves when we were in the service. Right? We we don't fight alone. That's not what Marines are trained to do. Um, that's not what Rangers are trained to do. That's not what anyone's trained to do in the military, right? We fight as a team. Um don't fight by yourself now. You know? Like if if you're a vet and you're struggling, go just be around people. Get out of your own way, right? CrossFit is so productive because, yeah, it's an hour, but it's an hour where you're not sitting at a bar drinking. You're not sitting in your shop all by yourself just thinking about how messed up things are, right? You're not sitting in front of your computer looking at all your bills, right? You're not doing anything negative, anything bad that's going to bum you out. You are literally just working out and you're around people that give a shit about you. It worked. Oh, it's definitely, I think definitely the message today is that people care. Although I would say, Mark, if they had called me, my first question would have been, how far is the run? Because <laughs> I'm a really crappy runner and I don't want 50 people to watch me run. No, it's so funny you said that. My uh, my one buddy, John, um, he was part of the like chain when they when Justin originally sent it out. And he like copied and pasted it to, to text it to us. Well, to text it to my other buddy and let him know, hey, we're doing this Saturday, right? And uh, he accidentally sent it to me too. So we kind of let the cat out of the bag. But like, I thought it was going to be four or five guys. And I'm like, cool, like four or five guys. 
I made no bones about it. I'm like, dude, I, can we just like do a rock? Like, how about we rock instead of run? Cause like, I'm really not trying to like, it's 20 degrees out right now. I don't, I don't want to go run five miles, but, uh, Justin, the guy who planned it was like, nah, it'll be fine, man. Don't worry about it. It's nothing too crazy. Like we just want to get you out of your house, like hang out some, you know? And then I get there I'm like, Oh, thank God there were that many people. Cause no way that many people is running five or seven miles, you know? Yeah, well, I'm not good at rucking either, so that oh. would have felt my that would have felt my cost. I don't think I am either, dude. I'll be honest with you. I, I I'm pretty good at sitting around bullshitting. I've uh, yet to be able to translate that into like successful CrossFit or rucking, running, whatever. You, ba- you basically just described the last nine years of my life, dude. I'm like Captain Captain Mediocre. That's n- the name of the game. Yeah, well, let's see. I think that's uh, that's why CrossFit's great though, because the community doesn't care they don't care whether you're a great crossfitter i've said this forever <laughs> that uh you know people in crossfit they don't really care about what frazier does they don't care about what tia Tumi does they're fun to watch like people like the games yeah but they don't really care they just care about what their buddies are going to do monday they care about whether they can beat their buddy and you know have those like kind of soft bragging rights yeah um but otherwise like they don't care if you're average they just want you to show up and have a good time and yeah, a few dude, laughs sure. and and suffer with them yeah you man. know I, uh, certainly a lot of suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some more than others. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more, more of the suffering. I, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's the name of the game. I, I don't know if it's okay or not to use dates and stuff, but, uh, so right now it's the 22nd, um, of December, um, December 15th, a friend of mine took his own life. Um, and in the time between then and now, it's been one week, there's been another guy, that took, another veteran that took his own life in Michigan, right? And that this, is, this is an epidemic. Like, th- this, is, this isn't something that's just like, like a fringe problem. Like, this is big, you know, and uh, something needs to be done about it, you know. And I think the more attention that's brought to it and the more um settings that guys can get in where it's okay to talk about and it's okay to like express your emotions without judgment i think the better off you know we're gonna be um one of the things we're doing for to try and bring attention to it is uh we're we're gonna be setting up a memorial wad in the beginning of january Uh, we haven't set an exact date yet but it's going to be listed on the on the facebook page for the weekly fight as well as the website um, but we're we're going to do it. All eight chapters of the weekly fight are going to do the workout at the same time. We're going to be on Facebook Live. And we're going to have a gym in uh, Michigan where this other veteran has taken his own life this week. Um, have his community represented as well. And the name of the game is not, um, again, not necessarily to, like, have some killer workout or, like, really dig in and get after it. But the name of the game is to raise awareness, get people's heads turned and go, what is going on there? You know, and let them know that there is a whole big group of people that really give a damn and want to see you succeed and want to see you get through this hardship, you know. That's really great. And if someone wanted to to donate to the weekly fight or to be a part of it, I'm assuming they can go out to your website. Is it? Absolutely. It's www.theweeklyfight.org, O-R-G. And uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we don't have Twitter because uh, you don't have a need for Twitter. The only person on there is Trump. I ain't um, ready for that yet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm eyeballing the website. So uh, if people want to go out to the weekly, uh, theweeklyfight.org, and across the top is, um, you know, kind of their menu, and there's a donate tab right in the middle. Yeah. And you can, uh, you can certainly, um, you know, donate money directly to the organization. Yep. Uh, they'll take payments any way that you want to send it to them. And, uh, you know, you're looking to, they're looking to help uh, veterans and in, in need with anything from basic household needs to medical bills. And yeah, we have, uh, so we have basically the, the, the big driving purpose for the weekly fight is to educate veterans in the civilian community and bridge the cap gap between the two. We also have a crisis, uh, crisis management fund. That's basically uh, money set aside. That's been donated to us that we have on standby for emergency situations for families. Um, you know, that need help or, you know, God forbid a situation like just took place last weekend, you know, to, to cover costs of a funeral or costs following. Um, that's what that's there for. And we also have scholarship funds that we set up um, for the children um, of victims and of post-traumatic stress. So, uh, you know, like Tristan Klinger, I spoke to him earlier, um, his children, they, they have a, they have a, a college fund set up that's been set up and paid for through the weekly fight um, and, and donations, you know. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a situation that needs attention, needs help, you know. And uh, the real thing to do to help is to spread the word and, uh, you know, just bring attention to this. And don't let it get swept under the rug or pushed aside as like a tertiary issue. Like this is our nation's leaders you know, moving forward that are struggling right now. So. Agreed. Well, and you know, I guess, um, you know, to kind of wrap it up, I'll, I'll just say, first of all, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, I think it's been a great message for people here and under to better understand. I think oftentimes we think we understand what people are dealing with, but just really don't have the full picture. Um, and thanks for the work that the charity's doing. I mean, really just, you know, kind of spectacular as hard as it is, you guys are absolutely making a difference and that's, uh, really, really, really important. Um, you know, for the listeners, I would tell you guys, you know, not only can you go to the weekly fight.org, but I would tell you just get involved with something. Um, you know, I, I personally like the weekly fight, but you know, you can make a difference in your local community and any, any hundred of charities that are out there. Um, you know, and especially in these veterans charities where people need us and, and this, particularly this time of year, not that all year isn't important, but, uh, this is the time of year where people are, are, you know, usually at their lowest. And so I think it's uh, important to start getting involved now. Um, the last thing I'll leave you with is just a quote. Um, I read this the other day and it really struck me. Uh, it was from a, one of my favorite authors, a guy named Donald Miller. Uh, and he said, um, the most difficult lie I ever contended with is this life is a story about me. And, you know, I, I just want to highlight that to everyone that, you know, life isn't about us. It's about each other. And, and getting involved in each other's life, lifting people up, uh, you know, making them feel better, helping them, you know, through the tough times and, and pulling them along. And, and in return, you'll get that. I really believe that. I don't think there's anything you'll give that you won't be also given. Um, so I just really want to encourage everyone to, to get involved in some capacity. So, Mark, I appreciate you being on. This has been a lot of fun. We will uh, yeah. abso- absolutely have to get you guys back on. And hopefully when you guys have another competition, I can come up there i'm still not going to compete but i'm happy to come up happy <laughs> yeah, to come up and say rude things into the microphone that's always yeah. fun dude that's uh we we can we can battle over the microphone because that, that's kind of my shtick too yeah i perfect. uh i really appreciate your time john and again you know thanks for any and every bit of help you, you give us man it means a lot to us 
Absolutely. So everyone, thank you for listening and uh, we will talk to you all soon.